You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Nuts deep into isolation, but you'd think, Eddie, as I bring you in, that sport may stop offering up yarns during this isolation period. But on the contrary, Eddie, on the motherfucking contrary, how are you, sir? I'm good, mate. I'm very well. You look... Sport always been one of the great producers of yarn. Mm. Always. Always. A great spinner of the of the yarn. Yep. And today's been no different. Mm-mm. Again, as if gifted by the gods themselves. Yep. As we arrive, Todd Greenberg, Todd Lee, friend of the show. Friend of the show. And still friend of the still show. Still friend of hey, no no no, we don't we don't burn friendships no. for no reason. Todd Lee, friend of the show, stands down. I mean, and look, that's not the only story we got to get to, but that will be the one that we lead off with. But just, again, Eddie, sometimes I like to whet the appetite of the punter mm. and the dribbler, you know what I mean? Yes. Novak's joined the cast of CTAR. <sighs> didn't see that one coming. I didn't but see you know that. what? As, as each day goes past and more and more members join the cast... Yeah. You can't be shocked anymore because no. you're like, well, there's just there's such an influx of people that no, who's no, next? Novak's the highest profile, hundred uh, percent. Novak's well, he's global. He is global, uh, and so it's exciting to see what he might bring to this uh, to the role. Mm. Um, but again, we'll get into that. Now, look, there's some other sort of your, your tidbits. Rugby league, obviously, there's a bit more to get into than just Toddley Greenberg, Varley Toddley. But oh, there's more than that. But we'll we'll get into that. Davy warns on TikTok. Yep. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you can imagine it. You can imagine. Um, and then, obviously, just the day-to-day rumblings of two fine young gentlemen, follically gifted. In the prime of their lives. Prime of their lives, deep into isolation. That's right. That's right. And probably the most dribbles we've ever received. Is this, that fair? This week, definitely the most dribbles we've ever received. Well, that's also, Eddie, the, the fallout from Big Tasty's Big Dribble, that's been as swift and as comprehensive <laughs> as anything in recent memory. Mate, we'll get to that, because that needs its own segment. That does need God. its own segment. Um, and I think that's sort of... Look, I just want to get into it. Well, I want to get into I'm it. I'm itching to talk. I'm itching to get into it. Itching to yarn, itching to dribble, itching to dribble and yarn. Let's do it. Okay, so as we said uh, a mere moments ago. Yeah, mere moments. Toddley Greenberg has officially stood down, resigned, pushed. effective immediately, pushed. 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 Shot. Um, <laughs> from his post as the CEO of the NRL. Four years in the top job. Feel like it wasn't long enough. Now, listen. Feels like forever as well. It feels like forever, and it feels like no time at all. Yeah. I will say this. Obviously, Toddley had to go under the current situation. NRL caught skinny dip and nude. Tide goes out. And... Poor old Toddley suffering from a case of... Um, Real shriveled. He's shriveled up. It was shriveled up. It was up. shriveled up. So no one more embarrassed than, than Toddley. Toddley. And now let, let's... But look, it happens to the best of us. We're not saying that it's not some... It's not usually impressive. Yeah. But in this current situation... It was not impressive. It was not. It was shriveled. It, and was, it was George Costanza stuff. Yeah, it was, it was waterlogged. Like it wrinkled. wasn't even waterlogged. No, like it had wrinkled. retreated. You know those like when your hands get soaked in the water for too long and they get wrinkled. And they look like prunes. Yeah. It was a prune shriveled up fucking mess. Mess. Now listen, I will say this about Toddley. I've always liked him and I feel like it's taken a one once in a lifetime event to see him his demise. I don't look, from an outsider looking in, 
I've been, I've been impressed by the way that he holds himself. Yes. By the way that he dresses, by mm-hmm. the way that he grows a beard. Yes. All really impressive things from my perspective. Do you think now, pre-season, pre-COVID, pre-nightmare pandemic, the beard was fucking Toddley's sort of ticket to another four years at the helm. I think so. Now, post-COVID, post-tide going out, post-shrinkage, do you think maybe it worked against him somewhat in the negotiating table where everyone went, listen, you can't you can't have a beard with, with shrinkage? Possibly. It, they might have also seen through the beard, so to speak, because that's sort of what this is. Yeah. They've, COVID has made them look through the beard yeah. and at the man yeah. who he was trying to hide mm. at the negotiations table. Yeah. You could go that way with yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think that's actually a good point. I feel like the beard maybe was... Totally hiding himself... Well, not that he was even hiding himself, because he didn't expect a, a once-in-a-lifetime but hiding, pandemic. But hiding he certainly, the shortcomings yeah, of the code. yeah. Now, make no mistake, punters and dribbers, shortcomings there are. Now, as we've peered underneath the rugby league blanket, it's a it's a shit show under there. People have been farting nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's no good. Dutch ovens. <laughs> Massive Dutch ovens. And his job had become completely untenable. The co- uh, the Channel 9 hated him. Fox Sports, I don't think, liked him. I don't him. think the clubs the were clubs, of him. The clubs despised him. And so Peter Volandis, grandson of Christ. Uh, ice picked God. Ice picked him because he had to. Volandis took him out to a car. But, yeah. And sat him in the front seat. And then, like Goodfellas or Casino, I don't know which movie, probably both, or The Godfather, ice picked him. Yeah. Now... Are we condoning that sort of behaviour? No. But but in this instance, yes. It was necessary. It was necessary. Now, again, Toddley, though, as a man, good man. This is a bed shit from top to bottom. No one in this fucking whole world is escaping scot-free from this thing. Toddley, mm-hmm. a little harsher more than others in this situation. But I don't think I've heard good things about Toddley the man. And so it's a tough situation. Shout out Toddley, Biss and Toddley. That's what, exactly right. Really good things about Totally the Man, but this situation deserved an ice pick. Yeah, look, it did. It, there's just no way you can get there's past no other it. Way. Uh, and as they say, Tom, probably the most scrutinised job in world sport. The CEO of the rugby league. You have to. Be. Oh, yeah, well, no doubt. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I thought that one just went without saying. There, most scrutinised job. Uh, I'd say in the country after skipper of the nation in cricket. Yeah, I mean, it's right up there, and in terms of importance now. Again, I can't crap on about this enough. The timing of St. Peter Volandis coming in here and, sa- and seemingly saving the code. Almost seems like divine intervention. Almost. I mean, he's got the broadcasters back on side. The, is, is it Mark Hughes, head of Channel 9? I couldn't tell you. Dior punters and dribblers. Pretty sure he came out today being like, oh, actually, Channel 9 does want... Yeah. Rugby league back this season, yeah. and New South Wales do want the game to kick off. And now. then it, and then another piece of the puzzle falls back into place. This was just a big play to get rid of Toddley to have more leverage at the fucking negotiating table. But mate, giddy up because you're going against apparently the best in the business. But also, when you, hear, I don't know if anyone heard last week, it was like, oh, Channel Seven enters the race for free to air rights. Like, if you don't think for a second that that was Volandis going to Channel Nine, it's going, we'll take it somewhere else then. Just know that we will take the greatest game of all, God's winter sport, my grandfather's winter sport. Yeah. We'll take it to Channel 7 and you'll be sitting there like a losers in the corner. I was reading a, I was reading someone on Fox Sports today. I think it was James Hooper was saying, like, if, if Channel 9 go, oh, we don't want to spend that money, he was like, as if 
Channel 7 wouldn't pick up a game. Exactly. If there's a game going, yeah. you'll take one. I'll take a game. Why wouldn't you take a game if there's a game going? We'll take a game. Mate, in America, there's there's like four broadcasters. Yeah. Yeah. ZSBN, ABC, NBC, CBS. Like, they share the load because the numbers are so high, right? Twitter even broadcasts again. you got to share the load if you want the big numbers. Yeah. So fucking share it around. I don't give a shit. No. Does, would it bother you? Only as long as I can see every single game. If I can watch every... Of course. But I'm saying if I'm forced to flick around... Yeah, but I don't want to have to pay for like four different no, subscriptions. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Pay for one subscription, yes. which gets me all games. Yes. Or for people that have to watch free to wear, flick around if you have to. Who cares? Yeah, I don't mind if it's Who one's on nine, shit? one's on As long, ten, as, long as the caller's good... Yes. That's And you and you sprinkle in with a couple of ex-legends. Mm. That's the blueprint. That's it. It's not hard. No, it's not hard. And I think that's probably, well, it very well could be the model moving forward now. Obviously, one more before we move on from this, but Vale Todd. Vale Toddly and... Look, beer soon. Beer soon. It's been real though, Toddly. We've it's had a good real. time. You We've and had I. a good time. We've had a good time. I think we've been good to you. You've been good to us. You've given us a lot of scoops. I feel like I appreciate Toddly's timing as well. He he chose to resign just before we went on air because he knew he'd obviously want to talk about it. The punters and dribblers would want to know our take. That's right. Do you think we're any chance of getting him on? I think down the track, certainly. I think we need to let the COVID dust settle. Yes. Toddly to recoup and recover mm. from you know, this whole swimming nude debacle. Do you think he wakes up tomorrow with a weight off his shoulders or does he wake up or does he wake up Devo about the way it ended up? Of course he'd be Devo about that, but he'd be like, oh. But but what's the overriding feeling when when you wake up tomorrow morning and it's fucking probably 9, 30, 10 o'clock, he's had a sleep in? Of course he's had a sleep in. Well, he's had a sleep in if he's feeling good. That's what I mean. Or a sleepless night if he isn't. Look, I think there'd be a weight off his shoulders because you're getting pumped every day in the media in the middle of a crisis. Like, or everyone else is dealing with just the crisis. He's dealing with the crisis and a game falling apart. It's and, not like he and can... getting sprayed yeah. publicly. Yeah. By like Channel 9 and shit. Everyone's spraying him. That was the problem. Especially people like Kenty and stuff who like own the back pages of the paper and they just go in on him. Like, it's just a bit like, oh, bro, take it off me. That's probably why he did it part of the reason and also because Volandi's ice picked him but whatever what I want to say in terms of moving forward in rugby league conversations here is uh, the next person that needs to be uh, removed from their position is the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk who Freddie's gone into he's gotten into a stoush with Mm. verbally obviously we Mm. must stress that Um, but Anastasia basically saying She'd prefer Origin just not to happen, to be called off for the year, and there's no way that Queensland's hosting any games. Anastasia, pull yourself together. Like, you know what? Do you reckon that you coming out and trying to be, you know, big lefty do-gooder with the box tick going, oh, you know, we've shut... No, but let me finish. Let's not make it left and right here, Eddie. But I'm saying in terms of, okay, you shut the borders. Yeah. But you haven't really shut them. Like, there's so many places along the border you can just walk across. There's fucking shopping centres on the borders that are still open. Yes. And now you're saying, oh, we can't let 13 good, honest men across the border to play some good, hard, honest footy? See, that's the problem there, right? Is that these men are going to be good and honest and they're going to be as healthy as Mali Bulls. So I think the least you could do, Anastasia, is... And also, let's not call it so far out. Like, the origin, if it's played, will be played... In, in the future, like they're a talking, fair way away. They're talking about it after the grand final. There you go. So let's just cool the fucking jets 
Anastasia, and let's wait and see how the cards fall as they may. Let the cards, let the chips, whatever the t- saying is. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to go off too early, especially with these rabid fucking Queenslanders who are like, if you take my league away from me when New South Wales has it, then we're going to have problems. Never go off too early, bro. Nah. I've got to get the quote from Freddie because I think it was one of the most succinctly put rugby league quotes of all time. And this was in regards to, you know, let the boys play Origin. Yeah. I can't see how there's anything healthier than having 13 players that are free from Corona playing against 13 players that are free from Corona. I actually don't know if there is anything healthier than that ever. Mate, it's one of the most true statements I've ever heard. Yeah. There is nothing healthier than that. Nothing. Nothing healthier. Um, I will say this. Darius Boyd came out and said that he would rather retire than go into some sort of New South Wales-based isolation comp, which I would say to you, Darius, there's the door, bruh. Bruh, Darius, there's the door. No one is no one is asking you to do something you don't want to do. And if you're in the business of fucking too hard basket, I don't want to spend too much time in New South Wales, then fine. Go. Don't come. But, mate, no one is no one in their right mind is saying that this is a perfect situation and this is all fucking rainbows and sunshine and pixies. No. You know what I mean? This is a shit situation. And they're trying to make the best of a shit situation by trying to get the comp back and going, keeping rugby league alive and well. So what does that look like? Well, it looks probably like playing it in New South Wales where most of the teams are. Darius, this game has given you everything. It's given you the house that you live in. It's given you the money in your back pocket. It's given you the freedom to, you know, live a a good life. A great life. A great life. See the world. Mm. Do amazing things. Be who you want to be. Do what you want to do at Perishable. Blue. For you to not think that maybe it's time for you to give back to that game in what I say again, punters, dribblers, a once-in-a-lifetime crisis. And Darbs, who, again, I've heard's a great bloke, had a real you know image overhaul, personality overhaul. He's found himself. Congrats. But in this situation, Darbs, you're acting like an asshole. And look, I get it, Darbs. If you've come to the end of your road and you've run out of puff... If this is an end of your tether situation... If this, if this is end of your tether stuff and you've and you've simply run out of puff, which happens to the best of us. That's that's fine, but phrase it as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you know what? I've actually run out of puff. I'm out of puff. And I don't think I could be away from my family for six months. At this stage of my life, at this stage that's of my career. That's fine, but don't make it a New South Wales thing because no. I'll remind you, Darbs, that you got a premiership in the great, in the great town of Wollongong. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yep. Okay. You also lived in about Newcastle, that? the proud steel town of oh this my, fucking he's state. He's lived in two blue-collar, proud, honest New South Wales towns that have given him everything. Given him everything. They've given them. They've given him the shirt off their own backs mm-hmm. in some cases. Mm-hmm. Lifelong friendships, lifelong memories, Eddie. Because don't you think? Don't you think for a second, mate, that Nathan Tinkler, who brought you to Newcastle, Dubs, and then left the city, the proud steel town of Newcastle, in the lurch, in the shit? Who do you reckon bailed the Newcastle Knights out, mate? The proud people of Newcastle. That's it. And also, you're allowed to go home as well. Like if you come in, you can come in and out. No. Well, they're saying if you need to, right? So, like, people have got the the birth of their children happening. It's like you've just got to go up, isolate, come back, isolate. So you can be out. Are but you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can travel state. Well, the lockdowns between New South Wales and it's just you've got to isolate either side, right? So but they're saying you can, you know, 
if if there's a big life event on, you can go like, back. Like a season of rugby league football. I'm just saying... No, I know. That's what I'm saying. If there's a big life event, yes. why the fuck isn't the great game of rugby league allowed, Anastasia? I think she's... It feels like a box tick to me. Look, I'm doing everything I can, vibe. Yeah, except that we are like, is there is there an yeah, exactly. I mean, there's contradictions everywhere, and if we want to get, you know, let's get down to the facts. If we didn't let those stupid cruise ships in, which they still haven't used for rugby league last time I checked. No. But take the cruise ships out of it. Take people, rich people come back from Aspen. We really don't have a problem. So for Anastasia to to make out like the grubby New South Wales is the cause of all these issues. No, it's, Anastasia. It's short-sighted. It's silly, babe. And to, to bow this whole topic, how after the year of hell which it may, t- it may well be at the end of the season. You're the pun and the dribbler. <laughs> it is the year of the pun and the dribbler, but to some, a year of hell. <laughs> still a year of hell. Yeah, yeah, still the, yeah, yeah exactly. It, it can be, it can They're be, not mutually exclusive. That's right. To not reward the punter and the dribbler at the end of some a trying season Hard in the trenches yeah. with the jewel in the crown of rugby league, yeah. state of origin, feels like coal for Christmas stuff. Yeah, 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 that does. It seems like some real Grinch work on behalf <laughs> of Anastasia. Grinch work, mate. I don't know what that's about. And Freddie's not having it. Freddie even said, Freddie's like, listen, there will be origin and it'll be 3-0 to New South Wales if you don't send anyone down. <laughs> but even then, Joey also, I think, came out, I read somewhere, and Joey's like, well, we'll just pick... If Queensland players, Queensland-based players, don't have the ticker, don't have the medal, don't have the stones, don't have, don't have the right stuff, mm. we'll just make a Queensland team based out of New South Wales-based players. Isn't it, And we'll pump the fuck out of them. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how after a couple of losses, a couple of back-to-back losses, the, the proud state of Queensland just yeah. shrink away. Fold. Oh, no, we couldn't possibly play Origin this year. It wouldn't be fair. Like a cheap suit. Oh. Anastasia's trying to avoid a three-peat. Just oh, oh, mate. No, it's embarrassing. No, no, no. It is embarrassing. It's transparent it's as well. It's so transparent. Anastasia. It's frighteningly it is. transparent. It's like, are you kidding me, Dale? <laughs> this is the only fucking thing that your state even cares about. <laughs> No, it's why you exist. And now it? you're trying to tell us that you're just going to, let's cancel it. Oh, you don't want it. You don't want to have any, and you're calling it now in April. Yeah. That's, when, that's, when, it, when it's probably going to be played in October, November. Is, it's embarrassing. It's desperate. It's weak. It's weak as piss. I'm sorry it is. It's weak as piss, Anastasia, and we can see through it. And shame on you for, you know, for selling out the great state of Queensland. And listen. Not a Queenslander myself, Eddie, but you're selling out the great state of Queensland. Oh, mate, I, I'll give you the hot tip. It's very hard. And I'm, I'm addressing you Queenslanders, and I feel sorry for you because I know most of you would want to play state of origin. We've got a lot of dribblers in Queensland. But know this, Anna Palaszczuk, know this. If you forfeit origin this year, how, how a Queensland is going to be able to walk around saying eight in a row? You can't say you eight can't. in a row and if you forfeit, you forfeit it. You've literally done the most cowardice <laughs> thing in the Ever. history of the sport. So if I'm a Queenslander, I'm rising up. You I'm writing letters. Freddie's sitting there with, you know, no shoes on, doing sit-ups and shadow boxing, going like, we're ready to go, bro. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't come down, it's 3-0. It's 3-0, you pussies. What are you doing? I'd be right. I'd be penning a letter. You have to, to pen my a local member. To your local member. And please send in those letters because yeah. we'd love to read them but if you're an actual Queensland fan you must pen a letter to your local Mate, member from where I'm sitting Tom and that's in New South Wales where we want to play State Earth. of Origin we'd love to play yeah I'm looking at it going if you don't at least pen a letter then what if are you, you let this blasphemy go unchecked what are you weak as piss you basically are you're, you're, as, you're, as, just you're as, as bad culpa- you're yeah. just as culpable culpable yep you're as, and just as cowardice just as cowardice if you're into forfeiting bruh then 
Stop saying eight nil. Yeah. Burn your jersey. Stop watching the great game. Never watch the State of Origin again. Eight in a row doesn't count doesn't anymore. Doesn't count because you're into forfeiting. If Queensland don't play this year, eight in a row, it's no, over. It just doesn't. Yeah, it happened, but it no longer matters because you forfeited. <laughs> You gutless pieces thing, of the shit. The whole thing is covered in an asterisk. Yeah. The whole thing. Or it's like eight in a row and then it's circled and then an arrow drawn up to 2020 and gone, Queensland forfeited though. And you go, well, there you go. Fuck the eight in a row. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Those, that, the teams that, the proud teams that played for Queensland in the eight straight, they wouldn't have forfeited. No way. Absolutely not. So look, up to you. Up to you, punters and dribblers from across the tweed. Up to you. Send us your letters that you've sent to your local member. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're a cow. You're a cow. And you're into forfeits. Yep. You're an absolute weak dog. <laughs> uh, Eddie, now, I think we got to get to this pretty soon into the podcast. And obviously, we're trying to move as quickly as possible because the number of dribbler dribbles we've been given is sickening, um, <laughs> both audio and written. Um, but... Sorry, I'm just remembering how many dribbler dribbles we've got. Uh, speaking of dribbler dribbles here, we got Big Tasty, the fallout from Big Tasty's Big Dribble. Now, if you remember last week, Big Tasty, uh, if you haven't listened to his Big Dribble, Big Tasty called through with uh, two of his mates as well by the names of uh, Guava Lover and Fumes. <laughs> <laughs> And Jesus Christ. Like, one of them I remember was okay. Guava Lover kept it together. Fumes seemed like he was fucked out of One of them was like, listen, I've got to apologise for my mate. Big they Tasty. all apologised. But he was like, what he's been saying doesn't make sense. No. and It's nonsensical. If you've listened to Big Tasty's Big Dribble, which is where we basically cut together all 25 of his voicemails, along with, you know, intertwined with some Guava Lover and Fumes rhetoric, it was... Fucking like it was audible poison for <laughs> for, for twenty twenty odd minutes. <laughs> it went for about twenty one minutes, and I had to take breaks. I, it was a punish. Yeah, on the it was soul. a punish, and a lot of dribblers just sitting going, "What the fuck was that?" And it's like, listen, we had to do this. This was essential. It was essential that we did this. If you're going to be a fucking, we love the dribbler hotline, yeah, and we love dribblers, and we love to interact with the dribblers. But if you're going to send us 25 voicemails within like two hours and then have them all be that shit, yeah, we've got to turn this into a special event. Yeah, yeah, we've got to call you out for it because never in the history of the podcast because, have we had anyone but like also, big tasty guava lover no. and fumes come together in and look, such and a I'm, I'm not, I'm not, triumphant of uh, horseshit. I'm not going to sit here and try and you know bag too much out of fumes and guava lover one two three no. or whatever. This is a big tasty event. Make yeah. no mistake. Yeah. I do question Tom whether or not he was on you know some pretty powerful sedatives. <laughs> he was on something. I mean maybe you start and end with horse tranquilizer. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. but he was on something. He was on something that really because he wasn't making there's drunk but he, and not but he was sense. in and out of consciousness almost. Yeah. Like, Sometimes he was a little more coherent. He was he starts off at the start of the podcast saying that Denny Badiris is a passenger and that they need to carry him and then the next breath he's the best number seven ever play the game yeah. better than Joey Johns. And then it's like out of nowhere Billy Slater what do you think about Billy Slater and, and Andrew Johns who's the best fullback and then the next one's Minicello's the best fullback and you're like you are as cooked as a human's ever been um, your well, dribbles are sh- uh, horse shit yeah, yeah that's, look it's, it's fucking embarrassing stuff at one, said, at one point he said the greatest halfback Billy Slater or Quade Cooper there you go I was like which he quickly followed up with an invite Tom which I'm ref- I'm respectfully declining We're to, busy. to get on the I wrote it down to get on the pure blonde Agantes with him. Oh. <laughs> While we look at, and I mean, look, for, thank you and no thank you, uh, Big Tasty, BT. 
uh, who you will now live in infamy, I tell you, in this podcast history. But um, he also was trying to get us to follow him on TikTok, which says a lot. Yeah, uh, Big Tasty 369, I think. Is it on private? Cause it's private. So yeah. we can't actually get to Big Tasty. <laughs> Without adding him. Now, a sign is as well, a big. I, I imagine Big Tasty... Would I, I imagine Big Tasty upon hearing his dribbles, if he's heard them, or if he hasn't died of embarrassment, <laughs> but very pleased with the fact that he didn't give out his real name, unless Big Tasty is his real name. Because <laughs> what, Chris and Big Tasty. <laughs> and look, you know what? Someone capable of that dribble may well be Chris and Big, Big Tasty. Tasty. That could be his first Would name. Would that shock you? No, it wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> but at all. it's very telling that we haven't had Big Tasty come forward because now that's the biggest hunt. Look, if Big Tasty wants to call in again with no, an no, explanation... No, no, we need the punters and the dribblers to find Big Tasty. <coughs> we don't know who the hitman is. We don't know who Big Tasty is. We need to find... Big Tasty as a matter of urgency. Yeah, look, we need to check in on him. Yes. Make sure he's doing all right. We want you to, we want to make sure you're all right, Big Tasty. But you know. if you if you deliver a dribble that profoundly bad, it can it could do untold damage to you. Mm. Yeah. To your psyche. Yeah. Because I tell you what, it's left me with scars. <laughs> Emotional, physical, mental. Mm-hmm. And having just to listen to 21 minutes of it is tough. Now, a lot of people have listened to it, and that shocked me to my core, <laughs> looking at just the raw numbers. The raw numbers is uh, shocking. It's shocking. Big Tasty's Big Dribble. I'm not going to say it's a hit because we've heard from the punter and the dribbler. Certainly not enjoyable. <laughs> they, they haven't. People, people have said it was distressing. Yeah, it wasn't, a gl- it wasn't globally sort of uh, endorsed in a positive sense, uh, but it was, holy I, shit, that is one of the biggest dribbles of all time. If you haven't listened to it yet, punters and dribblers, I'd advise listening to it like a safety buddy, just yes. because. Yeah, 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 in case you collapse. In a compromising position, you need someone to start your heart again. Now, we will get into the dribbler dribbles a little bit later where uh, King Dribble, John Ingate, who has always been been the original King Dribble, he, after hearing Big Tasty and heard that there was potentially a threat to his crown, <laughs> John has sent in a dribble of his own. So we will get to that at some point uh, when we get into the four hours length, long dribbles that we've got. Or do we want? Does, do we want to? Does he want to count an hour? Do we give John the opportunity to count an hour, mate? In the in the big tasty in the big tasty segment. big segment, big tasty's big segment. So as Tom mentioned. He's been in KD for a, a year or two, two years. Oh, three years probably. He changed his Instagram bio. It's in his Instagram this bio. This is John Ingate. Didn't take it well that his crown had been threatened by Big Tasty, who will now live in infamy as BT, Big yeah. Tasty. Uh, so he's sent in a dribble. I haven't heard it. No. I'm excited to see what he delivers here. G'day, boys. KD here, a long-time listener, OG Dribbler. Hope you're both well. Just want to give a little shout-out to the boys and the members of the illustrious uh, Hello Sport 11. For those of you adorned in baggy green, I'm sure you feel the same that I feel, that it is an honour and a privilege. And on another podcast, uh, Tom and Eddie, I would actually like to discuss, you know, the makeup of the 11. You know, we've actually never gone through this. I'm assuming you two would be opening batting opening bowling correct uh, so I'm assuming there would be a space for a wicket keeper <laughs> I'm going to put my hand up for that and I think we can put Alex Ironside in the slips he can be adorned in the Alex Ironside Big Papi Pipe Layer of the Week award around his neck we could also maybe put Jorge all day uh, in, at, in a backstop uh, I think that would be a good position uh, for a beta dribbler like him now Obviously, there is a reason. I will get to a question, punters and dribblers. 
There is a question. There is a reasoning to my madness. But firstly, big tasty, mate. All this time, I've been hearing a lot of hullabaloo about you adorning to the throne and committing a bit of regicide or... Uh, regicide? Or is it genocide? Oh, genocide is more um, uh, like Nazi vibes. It, it might be regicide. I don't know, do your punish dribblers, but uh, you will not be taking my mantle for one reason and one reason only. You don't have the, you know, the rungs on the board, Tasty. You know, if I was to say to you, were you a part of the Reach Out Reggie movement back in the day, you'd have no idea what I'm talking about. Now, for those of you uninitiated, uh, Reggie, I believe his name was Reggie Strickland, was this the worst boxer of all time. We actually got him to reach out to the podcast, friend of the show, uh, as the OGs will recall. So you just don't have the runs on the board, Big Tasty. And honestly, the execution, you know, I loved the passion. I loved, you know, that you got up and about and you were so good about the dribble. But the execution, it has been left wanting. There will be no regicide, Dior, and there will be no taking of my mantle. I will sit atop as KD. But anyway, enough of that. I've got a question for you, boys. Now, I was watching a, uh, a call on, uh, on Maccabi Diva, just going through some videos, and it just got me wondering, what are the greatest calls in Australian sport? What calls in sport that just got you up and about, that just put lead in the old pencil? Now, I believe we have touched on this before, Tom and Eddie, but... The 4 by 100 metre freestyle relay, 2000 Olympics, that last 50 metres was thought to bring home the goal for his nation, for the nation, that is has to be up there. Now, I've actually gone ahead and done a bit of Dior myself, and I have it right here, and here you go. doesn't get you up and about on a bounce out Sunday nothing's gonna so that's my question for you Tom and Eddie what are some of the greatest calls in Australian sport I look forward to the answer big tasty a lot to learn bro I love the passion but you are beta as fuck in your execution something to work on uh, I'll leave it at that Tom and Eddie uh, beer soon cheers KD long live the king Long live the king. There'll be no regicide Dior no today. No regicide Dior. I did Dior regicide, and it means <laughs> killing a king. <laughs> oh, 
live the king. Oh, he's good. He's good. That's why he's at the top. That's why he sits on the top. That's why he sits on the dribbler's throne. Uh, KD there. Reach Absolutely. out, Reggie, bro. That's that was a that fuck, was that's an, OG, that's bro. Yeah, that is. Good memory. Very good memory. Reggie Strickland. <laughs> Never reached Worst out. Worst boxer of all time. Dior, that one, punter dribblers. You're more, you're more uh, current, recent punter dribblers. Reggie if you, Strickland. If you know who Reggie Strickland is and you remember the reach out Reggie phase of the podcast. You'll be able I, to I find saw, it in like I salute, early Instagram posts. But I salute you for staying around. Yes. I just want to get Reggie Strickland's record up. Poor old Reggie. What would, what was that all about? Why were we... Why did we even do that? I don't fucking know, dude. Uh, Reggie Strickland, super middleweight boxer, 363 fights. Now, this is... I mean, he's still alive, which is good. Yeah, so this, this record's fucking atrocious. Total fights, 363. Total losses, 276. <laughs> Poor old Reggie Strickland. Uh, other than that, I don't know why we spoke about him. But uh, I think we used to bring in sports facts. Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah. Look, Reggie. I mean, we've got bigger since then, so maybe you've got, you've stumbled across us by now. Again. If, look, if you want to reach out, mate, just check in. Make sure you're all right. Just want to hear that you're doing all right. Three hundred and sixty-three is a lot of fights, and two hundred and seventy losses is a lot. And of I, times from memory, there was a lot of KOs in there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times to be picking yourself back up off the canvas, mm. literally. Yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. Well, long thanks, with the Katie, king. Long and, with the king. Yeah. Look, in terms of big tasty, get better. Yeah. Big, well, Big Tasty is, you know, he is now like, if you remember the man in the Iron Mask with Leonardo DiCaprio where he plays two people, similar to Lindsay Lohan in her... In uh, Parent Trap. Yeah, in Parent Trap, where mm. she should have won an Oscar. But Leo placed himself twice. One's the man in the Iron Mask in prison, one's the king. This is the same here. John is king and Big Tasty is in an Iron Mask being kept in a prison somewhere. <laughs> Never to see the light of day again. Oh, good stuff. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Uh, I think John asked us about our favourite calls, oh, John. As our favourite call is the Dennis Cometti's yes, 4 by one yes, That's number one. That's it, that's it. And thank oh, you for doing that yourself. I obviously, who, I don't know the fucking race caller, unfortunately, but Maccabi Diva when, um, wins 2005. I will say this one as well. But there is one, there's another one that I love, and I don't know who the call. It's the same caller, but it's Long Row, Australian Cup, mm. 2000 and... Matt someone? 2000 and just look up Long Row winning the Australian Cup might be 2004 but that's just off memory it is one of the most phenomenal races you're ever going to fucking see Long Row right champion mm. champion stallion now mm. as well mm. lot of young Long Rows getting into work and winning and winning big oh yeah yeah, yeah, Lonro's a stud. Oh, really? Pardon the Throwing pun. Throwing ropes. He throws ropes, pure rope. But one of the great wins, he comes from nowhere, gets checked twice in the straight, twice. And the caller, whose name escapes me, I apologise, I mean, no disrespect, mm. keeps up with the, with the action and just tells this engrossing story that will get your fucking dick so Awful. hard. Super lead-filled. Yeah, and if you don't have a penis, then obviously the opposite. Well, sorry, just, yeah, it'll just... It'll, it'll arouse you. It'll, fill it'll your, arouse you. It'll fill your pencil with lead. Yeah. And a pencil is a gender-neutral term. So, so if the punters and dribblers want to go and listen to it, you're not going to be disappointed. Put it no. that way. You will not I be will say this one as well, and this just shows how uh, bipartisan we are as a podcast. You know, we don't hold any... Look, we may be unwaveringly biased, but bipartisan we are. Ray Warren's call of Darren Albert's try in the 97 grand final is my earliest rugby league memory obviously because it's the first time my heart was broken mm. but 
It's also probably my favorite Rabs call ever. It's a ripper. It's an absolute ripper. It gives me goosebumps still when I hear it. And even though I know that I fucking want to pull my hair out Newcastle have won Newcastle have won the grand final and then it's like just the the silence as he leaves so the crowd can lose its shit always said a lot of the time with callers it's about what they don't say Eddie yeah yeah and uh, the, the great the great late the late great Richie Benno knew that Exactly. He knew that. Of course he did. We that's why Rabs, Rabs likes to, now. That's why like, Rabs likes to call with the window open. Get a feel of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, think that's big tasty. Look. In a box. In a bo- Well, John, the King's left him in a body bag. Yeah, yeah he's in a body bag now. Vale, um, big tasty. All the best, bruh. KD, Ryan Supreme. Long live the King. That was fucking hilarious. That was funny, wasn't it? Didn't think he'd, I didn't think he'd deliver like that. No, nah, it was good. It was good. Like I heard, like it, under the pump, hard to do. What really got me was when it was like I realised that these two absolute <laughs> fucking dribblers in John and Big Tasty were talking to each other, <laughs> and he's referring, he's speaking directly to Big Tasty, and I was like, this is you fucking. Don't have the runs on the board, you know, bro. <laughs> he's talking to Big Tasty yeah. in one of the dumbest beefs <laughs> in the history of the world. <laughs> Driving in here today and seeing people on the street, you and I even sort of acknowledged as much as we're out there. It's like, I think it's getting to everyone a little bit now. I noticed it on the roads. Cars were driving more erratically. The behavior... People on the street were weird. The studio door's been fucking smashed by some freak on the street. Like... The things that me and Tom saw out the front of the studio, because we couldn't get in, the door was broken, needed to wait for a key, right? Yeah. So we sat out the front and I had probably the... It's certainly top five greatest boxes of pizza shapes I've ever had. Mm. It was just, they, they, had, they didn't miss a beat. We shared them as well. Don't tell the doctors. It was unbelievable. But there were, the people out and about today, Tom, we got very, hit up, very, very, very strange. We got hit up by a guy dressed like a tennis player like four or five times and not dressed like a tennis player, ironically. So it seems like he just gets around like that. Yeah, yeah. Looked like he coached tennis. And he asked us about three times if we knew Raul and it was like, uh, no. Then this chick walked past us abusing her dog, calling him a, calling him a fucking dead shit or and something. And then she'd had a, she was fed up. Yeah, fed up with this. It was, <laughs> it's just getting to everyone, I think. And that's all right. That's understandable. It's a weird time, COVID times. But I was shocked to see and maybe even a little saddened to see the levels it's gotten to for the dark angel david warner in in lockdown now have you seen his his tiktok he's taken a tiktok i've seen the tiktok video in question yes. well he did a has, has he done more he did a couple with his young daughter and you can't i saw those and i thought That's well fine. this is cute this is a dad That's and fine. a daughter but then as soon as the daughter started getting like pushed out of him i'm like oh this is dave's initiative mm. this isn't Dave's daughter going, Dad, let's do TikTok. This is Dave going, Oi, whatever your daughter's name is, get in the TikTok with me. Mm. This last one was with him and Candy, uh, a husband-wife duo. And again, Candy well in the background. Almost out of shot. Almost out of shot. I'll tell you what I've found probably the weirdest of the whole exercise mm. was how he had choreographed, choreographed her entry. As in like, Go over and fiddle with the draw, and, and then, then when as I've the kicks as in, the beat kicks in, then you can dance behind me, weirdly ten meters behind. And they've definitely worked out the moves. Candy remembers all of them perfectly, and Dave's just gone. No, as da- soon, as Dave, as, Dave remembers them. No, see, I think, but, he, but I think, I think part of him wants to be a bit loose and just fly off the handle and shoot from the hip. A see, whereas bit. I, I don't give Dave that much credit. I think Dave clearly uh, one of the great 
greatest humans to ever, you know, hit a cricket ball, right, mm. in the history of humanity, right, can time a ball, got phenomenal timing there, hand-eye, all that shit. When it comes to dancing, though, clearly not a no skill well he needs to be hit with the rhythm stick that's yeah that, that's so, not in question well, but he's, he's, he, you know he uh, he lives up to his whiteness yeah yeah and look he's got fuck all rhythm no. I'm not saying that I'm saying that I reckon after f- remembering the first two moves and then seemingly forgetting the rest I was a bit like uh well see no because I think Dave has gone Candy we've worked it out now you do what I'm doing but behind me and Candy's like well I'm- oh, so she's supposed to follow him yeah 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 but she's doing the fucking moves they've agreed upon and Dave's just sort of caught up in the whole thing not knowing how to dance he's forgotten moves but I mean this is these are adults doing this shit that's what shocks I'm like these are adults stopping organising choreographing these dances for what? Isolation is sending people mad. Yeah, yeah, it is. It absolutely, absolutely mad. It absolutely is. And, in t- and if, if punters and dribblers, if you feel like you're losing grip, sit down, crack a beer, or have a wine, or a, or a shandy, or Take whatever. Take up smoking if you have but to. But whatever, whatever, whatever you need to do, listen to the podcast. Yeah. If you don't have that, read a nice book, play a board game. You don't need to... Do push-ups. Do, like, just do something. You don't need... Look, and I'm not sitting here saying, don't do TikToks, don't do TikToks. I'm saying... Don't do those. Don't TikToks. do those TikToks where it's all about you and you move your partner out in, up the back. Yeah, you know, yeah, be yeah, out yeah, the yeah. back shed. I'm not knocking TikTok here, punter. And if you've got no rhythm, don't keep putting them out. Just it's just a it's a big day. It's a Huge. big day. These like it's not a and also these ones where it's kind of like um they're like viral music challenges, right? Someone's someone probably did this first dance, right? And then now it's like everyone's trying to do one. You see, so you're seeing like a million people dance to the same song in pretty much the same way, as opposed to like people who are just making funny original content on TikTok. Yes, which again, I only know one person doing that. And a very funny shout out at Jarchi. 89? 89? 89. Okay. 89. Um, Didn't go the 6-9. Surprising no, no. from Jarchi. Yeah, it is, but he's born in 89, I think, is probably the end of the go. Are you 91? Yeah. Weird. Anyway, it was strange to see the Dark Angel there, but I'm also not surprised at all that Davey wanted to be number one, centre of attention. Had his daughter in there, pushed her out, had candy, pushed her to the back. They'll just be him soon. They'll be just Dave soon. He's just not He's just not comfortable enough no, to not get yet. by not, himself. Not yet. But before you know it... Not yet. He'll start cropping people out. Like It's only a matter of time. quickly. What, punters and dribblers, if he doesn't have a solo TikTok by the time we come back to the mics next week, I'll be shocked. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. But good luck to Dave. Good luck to Dave. And I hope, you pr- I hope you're practicing, mate. We need a big summer. If India goes ahead, big summer from you, mate. Huge summer. The biggest. So, punters and dribblers, obviously the ICE Olympics in full swing. Um, full swing. Full swing. The Olympic Village is an absolute madhouse. It's a madhouse. And look, the rumours are true. Yeah. What they say about the ISO Olympic Village is true. Yeah. It's all true, punters and dribblers. So, I mean, we'll let you join the dots. Yeah. But Tom and I are having a ball. Obviously, it's now 1-0 in my favour. Breath hold. It, it was going to... We were going to throw it out to the P's and well, and, look, and we did. And there was... And I will actually... I will I will do this properly. Shout out to the Navy SEAL who knocked out like two and a half minutes. Yes. I might even just try and find his name. But he kind of put us to such shame, myself specifically, who only He was managed. too good. He was too good. It's like if you go on a golf trip with your mates, you never if and you've got a mate who plays off scratch, 
he doesn't get invited. No, because it's like we don't want because you're guy too to good, bro. You're, 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 you're ruining it. Shout out to Sean Robertson, <laughs> the Navy SEAL. Looks very accomplished in his Instagram, like fit, physical. You know, lots of photos of him like surfing on a mountaintop. I'm pretty. He got two and a half minutes, didn't he? Yeah, he got two and a half minutes, which uh, is outrageous. Yeah, and we can't have that because that's too hectic, right? Like you've beaten us too much. You, you're playing off scratch if you can hold it for two and a half minutes. That's unfair. Now, if you've seen the videos of myself and Eddie, they're on our Instagram at Allisboard Podcast. Eddie, you did win, but I do feel like I was sabotaged by my uh, my missus. You, well, you, well, you absolutely were. I was completely sabotaged, but I, I never took you as a bloke that that makes up excuses for losses. You know what I mean? Well, the, the, I thought you just took it on the chin yeah, and, you know and marched forward. The excuse was there. I didn't even have to make it up. The excuse was there. I was sabotaged. I really, I had high hopes for that. I, you Did know, you reckon you could, you could whack the minute? I reckon I could whack the minute. I thought I could too. And then I, when I put my head down, you lose track of time and yeah. you're like how long has it been yeah. I don't know and then you start the first say 30 seconds is sweet well for me this yes. is my retelling yes. yes 40 seconds okay and then the last 20 was just a bit of a fucking day Yo, you went so you went to another place and then I was like if I black out <laughs> on camera that can do untold damage to that would have been the best me moving forward that would have been the man. best thing Ever and, and I would have then had to put it up. Yeah, of course have you to. would have. You got to think about these things, bro. So I did good content, but like it all comes into it. Was I seeing stars? Yeah, little bit. Anyway, we've now got. Do so I get fifty-seven seconds? Three short of a min. Yeah, yeah I did. did. I got, devastated. I got fifteen seconds. <clears throat> yeah, I know it was weak as pigs. Yeah, um, but now we've got to work out what our next challenge is. I thought you said it was like waste bin something. Uh, well, we could do that, the shoot in the waste bin, or like, because I was uh, talking to someone, like some dribblers were sending in some ideas. So, obviously, shooting shit into a bin. Yes. And then also, I think maybe like, because it's got to be household chores and shit, like speed at which you can make a bed. Bottom sheet, doona cover, and I think two pillows. <coughs> I think four. Four pillows. Well, because that separates the men from the boys. That's true. Four it does. pillows. Four pillows. You would need and look, queen or double, pretty similar. Yes. I'm I'm allowing both. Yes. No, I'm allowing both. But it's gonna have to be bottom elastic sheet. Yeah. Then your normal sheet. No, no, fuck the normal sheet. Just a doona. Okay. Just a doona. Oh well, look, I don't have. Well, a that's bottom. not a full. That's sort of full bed then, isn't it? Okay. I don't use that sheet because I'm a man. But obviously, all right, we'll put that. Sheet what are you doing, summer? Then I only use a doona cover and no doona. <laughs> Seems like a same weird thing. thing to do. Well, it's sort of. Thing. It's strange anyway. That's fine. That's fine. But so we're going to do elastic, bottom sheet, doona cover. But it has to, the doona can't be in the, like, and let me lay the ground. You've got to do it right. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. It's as if it's come back from the washing machine or the dryer. Like, this is all going to be in a fucking... Bunch on the It's got to be in a bunch in a, in a basket or just a bunch in the floor. You can't have everything, everything like, laid no, out. No, 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 I'm with you. For speed of ease. No no no, 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 no. This is regulation. I've just come back from the dryer or I've just come back from the line stuff. Okay. I think that's what we do this week then. Yeah. Make the bed. What can you pump out? Four pillows, punters, dribblers. Four pillows, bottom sheet, top sheet, doona cover. Yeah. And it's got to be like past mark stuff. Your mother would have to approve it. Novak joins the cast of CTER. High profile signing, but a very, very weird time. Now, I saw that he said that there shouldn't be vaccinations for COVID-19. Yes. 
What did you look into what he said specifically around that? Well, so there's yarns that the two are going to make it <laughs> compulsory for players to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Yep. And he doesn't necessarily want to be. So he's like, I don't want to have someone tell me I have to have a vaccination. See, to, this, to fly my trade. This is where this is where the world just gets a bit funny for me. Now, shoot me if you don't like this this opinion. But everyone else has fucking got one, so I can have one too. Of course. And on your own podcast, no less. But at some point, I don't think people that have no idea what they're fucking talking about should be allowed an opinion, right? So, like, I shouldn't have... I'm not allowed an opinion as to the makeup of a car engine because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You Mm. know what I mean? Mm. You having no idea how vaccines are made other than reading some hippie website based on someone's opinion who also doesn't know what they're talking about, you can't really have an opinion on vaccines and how effective they are. I don't think. Like, where do you draw the line at what you... But see, there, that's the problem. Where do you ever draw the line? So, like, if you can't... Like, obviously, you either need to have a PhD in making cars or you can never talk about a car. No, I'm not saying not talk about. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like... You can't have an opinion on, like, health, global health fucking policy and shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, sure. Because he's saying, oh, I don't agree. Yeah, but he's allowed to say that. Yeah, but I'm saying... You just don't have to listen to him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Now, the saying he has an influence over it. But that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, it's a bit... It gets messy because people go, well, I'll listen to me. I'm allowed an opinion. It's like, yeah, but if you're in a position of such influence, you actually... Is it... Should you be allowed one? But if you believe it... And I'm not saying it's right, but if you, you kind of have to have the the you have to allow the court of public opinion to judge these ideas. Don't stop people from having them. Just allow people to shred them. Yeah. For saying it. Now listen. But you're not allowed to shred anymore no. because you're not allowed to insult my yeah. opinion. But see the problem, the thing that I'm actually not too mad about here, right? So like, even if you see in America, I was seeing that like. Americans are like, uh, they're all protesting the lockdowns. There are like beaches opening and other cities opening up and all that sort of shit. And I'm like, listen, I don't think, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not on CTER. So I am social distancing. I'm doing the right things. But I'm actually also happy that there are dribblers out there testing it. Because if it does end up just being all G, and obviously... And imagine if it was a conspiracy, which I'm playing devil's advocate here, right? <laughs> My God. Yeah, yeah. But send the dribblers out to road test that shit. Canary in the coal mine stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dribbler always been the canary yeah, in the coal Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just send them out to go and, you know, act a fool and, you know, flout social distancing yeah. and wait for second waves to come Test, back. well, send out dribblers that need to be clipped. Yes, that's it. See if these dribblers need to be clipped now. If they go out and go, look, man, it's all good. COVID ain't that bad. Then league back on. Pubs open. Life returns. So you would also need old, vulnerable dribblers to join them. It's America, bro. There are old, vulnerable dribblers on video going, it's going to kill some people. It's going to kill no, not going to kill other people. Yeah, I, I, look, Yanks are the perfect people perfect. to send in first. They're a nation of dribblers. From top to bottom. I was watching a video the other day and someone was like, Jesus Christ got me. 
Ain't no code on me. I'm covered in the law. There you it's go. Like, there okay. you go. Cool. Okay. Cool. 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 Perfect. Perfect. You are first in. Perfect. You are Send first in. you guys in. out. You're the great test case for the world. Because yeah. obviously you guys also so, also, but also before you before you return, just sign this waiver that you don't need a ventilator. Ventilator. Yeah, yeah, Christ exactly. will be your ventilator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fine. You can you can you know pray that God will come down and well God can be a ventilator. Well, he can be anything. He could be a shoe. Yes, if he wants. If you needed a shoe, God could be that shoe. He could also be COVID-19. He could be COVID-19. Are we dribbling? Yes. Look, this could stop him from chasing down Rog. Which I like. I like that. I If I'm if I'm uh, the ATP, obviously I'm pro-Roger, because mm. anyone involved with tennis is. Is pro-Roger. There's part of me that's looking at Novak going, okay, how can I use this to prevent him getting any closer? Yes. Four-year ban without a vaccine. There you go. Sorry, mate. Four-year ban. Four-year ban. Sweet. Oh, you come back when you're 40. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, no, it's up to you, bro. No, no, that's cool, dude. Come back when you're 40. Yeah, that's fine. Have a crack when you're 40. So there you go. Dude, Roger's still playing. He's 38. Not saying it's impossible. It's not impossible. Come back when you're 40. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how you go. It's up to hey, you. It's fine, man. See you at 40. Look, you've got a very promising career on CCR ER. That'll get you through that's the next That's going to get... That'll years. at least be able... You'll be able to pay, for, pay the bills. Yep. Keep you in the public eye. Yep. See you at 40. I had a lot of people reach out, a lot of dribblers reach out after last week I was talking about the show I was watching on Netflix, Money Heist. Yeah. Great show, still watching it. Dude, when I read those inboxes, I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. So I said that I've been watching it dubbed, which has been weird, and I was met with a wave of dribblers saying, listen, you dumb fuck, you can actually just go into the settings and take the Spanish with subtitles. Now, I didn't know that. Can I, I ask you something? Yeah. Did you did you know that and you and you've and you've gone the dub option? I didn't know that. And the reason that I feel so stupid and ashamed almost is that how could I not know that everything always <laughs> provides an option for subtitles. Always. Especially in 2020, Eddie, the year of the punter and the dribbler. There are options for days. So when But also, what, you've never watched a foreign film exactly, or a foreign TV exactly. show Exactly. But what, the, what, what it is is, right, and this is where I've also been met with a lot of uh, support from the punters and the dribblers uh, community because on Netflix, naturally it starts dubbed. Whereas usually something starts in subtitles and you can choose to dub it if you're a lazy fuck. That's, that's interesting. Yes. Maybe it's a road test to people like things dubbed. Stylebender fucking was watching it. Shout out Stylebender, friend of the show. I think he had the same thing. Now, after they reached out and pointed out that it can be subtitled, me and the missus subtitled it. We're too deep and it wigged Damage is done. Damage is done. I now watch it all dubbed. The damage was done. I'm in the second season. All you could, you what? You couldn't just. I'm used to the voices. I was used to the American dubbed voices. <laughs> so it was all over, dude. I have to watch it dubbed. How many seasons are you gonna sit through? Four. Yuck. But dude, it's fine now. Like I've I've suspended my disbelief and just gone. Okay, that's cool. You're just copying it. Because when I went back and heard the Spanish. Like, there's a super hot chicken it called Tokyo is the name in a... In, Tokyo? Yeah, it's like they've all got, like, names of cities. The Tokyo? Tokyo. Tokyo. Right. So all the all the highest people have na are named after cities as part of their, like, you know, ruse they're running with. Anyway, Tokyo, one of the hottest chicks on TV, but we went to a Spanish voice, and I'm like, I'm used to... Not hot enough for you? Well, I'm not used to Tokyo sounding like that. I need Tokyo to sound like... I've built up Tokyo's voice in my head now. Right. So we just couldn't do it. 
now is it purely Tokyo and is it was it you keep saying we was was this a decision oh no Steph and I this was a this was, was it a, mutual yeah we were both like fuck this get back to the dubbed okay family decision anyway just want to let the punters and dribblers know that because I am an idiot but Netflix also to blame look fair enough um, punters dribblers the last dance is out as of recording Michael Jordan, 10-part oh, yeah. series, unseen footage. On Netflix, eh? On Netflix, 1998 season, well, 97-98 season, his last go-round, six ring. Apparently, it's going to be biblical. If if you... That's your homework for the mm. week. That's, it's everyone's homework yep. to watch that. Every single American page that I followed on Instagram all day was just posting about Of course that. it is. All day, It's non-stop. the biggest story in world sport. Especially when there's no sport going on. Apparently Michael Jordan's like, I'm going to come across as a big time cunt in this. <laughs> yeah. Like a big time cunt. Yeah. He's like wigging. Because he's like knocked it on the door. Uh, the, he's like knocked it on the hammer a couple of times. On the head. On the head. Knocked the nail on the head. No, the no, 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 no. He's knocked it on the head. Hit the nail on the head is when Oh no, he's knocked it on the head. He's knocked it on the head. He's trying to kill it off. Yeah, we've been in it off for a long time. Yeah. He's locked it on the head because I think worried about how he would look, how it's perceived. Rumor has it that as LeBron keeps going, keeps going and going, they're like, we need to start reminding people who, who the is. fuck Michael was. Right. Like an absolute killer. Six. I think LeBron's a bit of a gimp. Great player, but I get like gimp vibes from his personality. Mate, I think that he... Like a poon. Yeah, look, probably, bro. He came out of high school. He didn't get the college life, you know. Like, much like tennis players get have that that aura about them. Swimmers, because all they did is hit balls or yeah. look at a black line. It that takes a bit of the edge away. Yeah, maybe that with LeBron. He's a lovely guy. Like, sure he's a nice guy. I know, but I think that there because he's such a lovely guy, you got to have a bit of poon about you. Yeah. Because the opposite, literally the opposite, is Michael, who's an animal. Who's an animal, who's like super competitive, aggressive, over the top. Also yeah. socially, uh, you know, underdeveloped in an, in the other end. Yeah, exactly. But one's Like just a bit kinda, reclusive vibes. Yeah, one's just kind of cooler than the other. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, 
I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY... You get fifty bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rose on there, code manly, fifty bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like let's get this vintage out there to the people that yep. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. One's way cooler than the other. No one's disputing that. Yeah. If you think LeBron's cooler than MJ, you're an idiot. But if you also talk about MJ being, you know, like you've ne- like no one our age has ever seen MJ play, and so I also find it equally annoying when people are like MJ's the goat, man. It's like you don't know. No, he's cool though. Oh, yeah, he's, no, he's cool. He's cool as oh, hell. Absolutely cool. But it's like you knew MJ because of Space Jam. We've already been over this. That's why you know MJ. Don't pretend like unless you were born in nine, like 80? 84? 82. 80 to 85. I'm well, so when he went his first one, 91. So even if you were, like, you're yeah. still too young. You could be 10. You'd have been, like, born in the if, 70s. If you were born in 1980, I'll give that to you. Late the 70s. No, but I'm saying the latest 1980, 80. If you were born after 1985, you don't get it. You're full of shit. You're allowed to say based on the evidence and based on... The numbers. The numbers and based on people who saw him play his opinion. And his shoes and you know, the what best. he's done for the he, culture. No, but like, but that's, not, that's not part of that. Well, what are they... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's what they're judging him off more than they are his basketball. No, so but, don't mate, fucking but know. Pe- a lot of people, a lot of people, Tom like hating on LeBron for no other reason than they think it's cool to do so. Yeah. So some f- like losers out there, bro, mm. have ignored LeBron, who's considered by almost fucking everybody on the planet the second best ever. Yes. Almost everyone. Yes. Worth their salt. Yes. Not some dribbler. No. Almost everyone has him number two. Not everyone, but almost everyone. And they've just ignored one of the greatest careers of all time because they would rather bash LeBron and be pro MJ when they never or even saw MJ play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gimps. Full gimps. Full cream gimps. Um, <laughs> full cream, mate. Yeah, full cream gimps. Now let's get into some dribbles. This one is uh, from a, a friend of the show. We'll start off with this one. A real, uh, you know, might get the uh, the punter and the dribbler up and about. You ready? I'm ready, bro. I'm really ready. G'day Thomas, g'day Edward, it's Bracey here. Oi. Um, Oi. Warm g'day to all the P's and D's and DS out there. Uh, I really hope that uh, yes. you and all your loved ones are staying safe and, and staying healthy in these uh, strange and, and trying times. Um, 
just going to dive right into it. This is a uh, this is a credit where credit's due based dribble, and um, it's kind of centered around uh, a topic you guys were touching on at the start of last week's podcast, and that's kind of young child actors and actresses. I just wanted to highlight the career of, of, of one of the uh, child actresses. Uh, uh, that you mentioned last week in particular and and, and that is that of the, the young woman who betrayed Matilda you. in the uh, 1996 feature film directed by Danny DeVito of the same name. Did he direct um, that? Another young actress named Mara Wilson and uh, oh. there was a bit of talk last week between you two about why you hadn't really seen Mara on the uh, on the screens kind of since around about the time of Matilda and, and was that due to the fact that it is uh, seemingly difficult for young child actors and actresses to, to, to parlay their, their early success in the field um, into kind of more sustained careers um, into their adulthood. And, and I just wanted to, to let you know about Mara's journey and story and, and, and the fact that, well, the reason you haven't seen her uh, since around about Matilda is, is well, it's, it's probably because uh, Mara retired from acting in the year 2000 at the age of 12. Um, And I think, uh, looking back on that choice, I think it's an alpha choice or an (laughs) alpha choice, if you ask me. Um, Mara's strike rate was impeccable. Um, She she not only starred in Matilda, as we said, but uh, maybe maybe people have forgotten, but but Mara was also the the precocious youngest child of Robin Williams and Sally Field in the 1993 critically acclaimed box office smash hit Mrs. Doubtfire. She um, was. I think I speak for everyone where, where I can say that, uh, that we all kind of loved that movie as a, as a child and and, uh, and I think Mara you know brought the, the life the laughter the heart and the charm that that role needed and uh, and for, for a young actress to star in undoubtedly two of the the great 90s children's films um I just think it's a real credit to Mara and, and for her to, to hang up the acting boots when she did. Uh, I think it just uh, shows the type of character that Mara had. Um, I think she did all that she she wanted to or thought she could do in the game of acting. And uh, yeah, full credit to Mara and a big shout out. I hope uh, I hope life is going well for you. And, and, and uh, I'd just like to thank you for your contribution to, to fantastic 90s films. Um, yeah, guys, so just uh, credit to Mara there. Um, and just, I guess, to round out, uh, just put a question to you guys. Um, I don't stay in the same kind of lane topic-wise, considering there's puck or sport going on. So, um, yeah, just like to ask you guys what your favourite uh, kind of childhood movie was and why was it Hook? <laughs> uh, starring Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Yep. Um, all right, boys, uh, sounds good. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, stay sanitised and stay home. Nude soon. There we go. It's that's a good. It's a hell of a dribble. Hell of a dribble. Shout out to Mara. I actually looked into it. There's a film we've all forgotten. Miracle on 34th Street, the the Christmas classic. We have all forgotten Miracle <laughs> on 34th. It's Street. an absolute ripper. And I think that that was really her, uh, her, you know, her so- crowning glory. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Magnum opus. Look, if if you haven't been, if you're not a child actor that hasn't been in a, in a Christmas classic, then, then you're th- not a kid worth your. Soul. 
result. Uh, no, yeah, certainly not worth remembering. No, Tom. onto the rubbish pile. I was buoyed, Tom, having gone through her Wikipedia to see that she's starting to dip the toe in once more. She's is getting Mara. back into it. Doing a lot of voice work. Uh, okay. Okay, maybe just to test the waters, see what it's about. So doing she's a lot still of, got the bug. That's right, doing a lot of writing. Also, she's 32. Which made me feel old. Wow. Matilda's 32. So you know what? I'm actually glad I don't know what she looks like at 32 because to me, she's always going to be Matilda's age. I know what she looks like now. Does she look as cute as she did when she was... No, but she looks the similar. Like an adult version of Matilda? Which, which isn't is that weird. cute. No, of course. You can't be cute at 30. No. She was a cute kid in the film. Yeah, yeah, And in Mrs. Doubtfire, where again, the emotional range of a young child dealing with a parent who's cross-dressing... <laughs> yeah. To bring the the the, the you know the uh, the emotional maturity to that role that she did mm. credit oh, to her now to she was her, a powerhouse Tom she was a fucking powerhouse uh, stay retired though because I think you probably should Christmas on Thirty Fourth Street or whatever the fuck it was was uh, probably a great way to go out absolutely now to Bracey's question about child films and why was it Hook if you don't like Hook then we cannot be friends. That is the greatest fucking movie. That puts crayon in my Crayola for a young kid, bro, <laughs> in a huge way. You know what used to get me going as a 90s boy? Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple, obviously. Mm. When Tarzos were big, Space Jam, obviously. Of course. Like, unbelievably yeah. so. Babe, a homegrown classic. Oh, of course, Babe. Well, we had Magda Zabanski. Filmed in Kangaloon, Southern Highlands. One of the great films, Babe. Three Ninjas? Yes. Did you watch that with the three kids that were ninjas? Oh, you might no, have just I didn't. Been 91 no, I didn't. might no, have been no, too no. much. Too much. Punish Dribblers, Three Ninjas was legit. A film? Yeah, it was a bunch of them. Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum were the three <laughs> brothers, these little kids. And Mr. Miyagi, I think, Dior, don't want to be racist, but I think Mr. Miyagi was their, like, granddad. Not sure how logistically that works from, like, a racial perspective, maybe an adoption along the way. But... He was this old ninja, and he would train them to be ninjas, and invariably they'd get caught up in some ninja-related thing, and these kids would go around and fucking take down bad guys. It was hectic. <laughs> if you've seen Three Ninjas, Punishables, please reach out. <laughs> reach out. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I can't think of anything that jumps directly into my mind. There's obviously shitloads. Shitloads. I mean, you can go through the Disney fucking back catalogue. Oh, of but course. that sort of goes That's without really saying. Obvious. A lot of Van Damme's. Street Fighter was a fucking hell of a movie. What I else think was that was there? 90s. Mortal Kombat. Was that a movie? Mortal Kombat? I just remember the game on C. Oh, yeah, dude. It was it was an absolute cracker. But look, Hook for me is, is undoubtedly number one. There is something about Hook that is like captures the magic of being a child and like the imagination and all that shit that movie and Never Never Land and the fucking Lost Boys and thanks for coming <laughs> Julia Roberts please Julia at her very best at the fucking peak of her powers now Eddie we I miss the 90s Tom we're in dangerous position of going all the way to midnight mate alright let's go G'day, uh, boys. Uh, Hitman here again. Um, okay. I gave it a week. Um, really had a bit of time to think about my last uh, my last dribble. And yeah, we've got a few things. So I'm going to a quick. Uh, first of all, Tom uh, Castrato is the word you're looking for. As a 
the, the word to describe the young gentleman who um, had their testicles removed either chemically or with a rubber ring. Castrated. Uh, so to preserve the beautiful high-pitched voice. Castrated. Uh, in, in the quiet. Uh, Rumour has it there was a bloke who uh, castratoed himself so that he could uh, keep his high-pitched voice to sing at Diana's funeral. Dior. Um, yeah, there was a self-castrato. Um, yeah, really, really loved Diana. Wanted to go to funeral, but was worried that was starting to drop. Uh, <laughs> second one. Oh yeah. Um, look, as someone who has a habit of uh, getting a rugby league skinful um, and, and calling this hotline um, continuously, <laughs> I um. I have to vouch for Big Tasty and the boys. And I actually have to say, I don't think it was very uh, fair the way you treated them. I think this is a beast, uh, a giant that you've awoken. And um, I certainly consider myself to be, um, I guess, an enabled dribbler, enabled by you two. And I would say that Big Tasty and the boys are as well. So if you have any... um, any backbone, you'll play all 25 of the Tasty's drills back to back at the end of today's podcast if I get a start. Um, yeah, um, I stand with Big Tasty <laughs> and I want to hear what he had to say. Most of um, most of his dribble was, uh, you know, pretty insightful in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think he deserves to be treated that way. Um, so shout out to Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys. And also, lastly, <laughs> very interesting uh, opinions offered by the two of you regarding Coldplay last week um, in terms of music to play when you bounced out. Um, Johnny Cash made a bit of sense, uh, Tommy, uh, as did the pianist soundtrack for you, uh, Eddie. But, like, Coldplay, the, the opinions on Coldplay were just... Uh, not on, in my opinion, saying that they were too good and too sad to listen to when bounced out. Um, I feel like that gives them more credit than they do. And in my personal opinion, Coldplay is an example of music being made by rock stars who don't like doing drugs and partying. Um, you can actually... Yeah, you can actually hear it in, uh, in the music. How boring... Those blokes are. Um, <laughs> and I'm not trying to jump on a popular opinion. I know Woody's a big fan of them. But, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to be contrarian. I just, I just think it was just disappointing the way that you hit the praise on Coldplay last week. <laughs> and also disappointing in the way that you treated a bit tasty in the voice. So, um, yeah, maybe it's isolation getting to me. Maybe it's getting to you. But um, let's try and let's pull it together. Peace soon. <laughs> Well, look, if you listen to the Big Tasty Big Dribble podcast, I yeah. think you'd have a different opinion. Yeah, I, think, I think he may have... Uh, that was left before it was released. Before, yeah. I feel I can't help but feel like Hitman, a, a proud dribbler, might have different opinions since the Big I don't Tasty... Think, I don't think he'd want to be tarred with the Big Tasty brush. No, Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys are a certain level of dribbler <laughs> that no one really looking to be there. Now, great that we started off with uh, two six-minute dribbles to kick us off. Great for timing. Uh, let's go. G'day, boys. Uh, it's Mangers from Mount Druitt calling back again. Uh, just finished listening to uh, my latest ep as of uh, the 15th of April. 
top stuff. Appreciate your support during these hard times. Um, a little bit of a long yarn for you. So I've done a bit of drawing here. I'm doing a bit of overtime from home. Besides the point, um, I'm on Wikipedia. Bit of a fucking sick stat here. So when we look at tennis world number ones in terms of consecutive weeks and total weeks at number one, Federer is still at a total of, it's still number one with a total of 310 weeks at number one. Sampras at 286. Novak currently world number one at 282 total. That fuck is coming up pretty close. But I didn't want to focus and focus on Jocko and be sad about it. I wanted to bring up a really sick statistic here. So since the formation of the ATP tour in the mid-70s, there's been 25 different world number ones from 13 different countries. Roger, again, has been number one at a total of 310 weeks. Roger alone has been at number one than all the players from these countries, Chile, Austria, Germany, Russia, Romania, the UK, Brazil, and Australia combined. Let that sink in. That's six different fucking countries. <laughs> and fucking look at this, Hewitt, Stewart was 75 weeks consecutive number one. He's on top of McEnroe, Nadal. Fuck me. Whoever's giving Stewart shit about being a shit player, go fuck yourself. Stewart is a gun. The only person beating Stewart, Sampras, Jimmy Connors, uh, Jocko, Federer, and Ivan Lendl at consecutive weeks number one. Holy shit. Uh, anyway, that's all for me, boys. I'll probably call in. Um, as we say from Mount Druitt, Shard soon. Cheers. <laughs> Look, is Roger Federer the goat? Yeah, we all knew yeah, that. Yeah, cool. And it, does anyone ever bag Hewitt? I mean, maybe a, a world, little yeah, bit. but like world number one, two Grant, yeah, time Grand Slam. He's fucking sent another one in here. Has he? Has Maddie Mangs from fucking Mount Druitt? Firstly, Maddie, you, who gives up this much of a shit about Boy, tennis? Uh, Mangs from Mount Druitt again. Um, just thought I'd split the yarns up uh, on two different messages. Oh, great. Um, I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day. Um, and I just wanted to reignite a, a bit of dribble that was thrown out there regarding high-performing beaters. Um, I've got, again, done a bit of dioring as per my last uh, dribble there that I'm left about the tennis. Again, going to talk about the tennis again. Um, I think the mantle for the highest-performing beater in world sport would have to go to David Ferrer. Now, I'll tell you why, and we can discuss this. All right, he, so he turned pro in the year 2000. He's, for about a decade, he was consistently in the top 10, top 20. And throughout that time, nah. he's made appearances. Maddie loved it. Quarterfinals, quarterfinals. Loved it. So, Look, I can fill in the pieces. Yeah, David yeah, Ferrer is a high-performing better. The only thing David Ferrer did, and this is a Dior, I think he won the Paris Masters. That was it. Yeah. Kara. Agree he might be a beater, but, I mean, is he the biggest beater in world sport? Probably not Mangsy, but I appreciate the dribble. Just two one-minute-50 dribbles when you've got 400 dribbles. Look, it's a time-constraint thing. Yeah. 
It was too. They were too long. They were too long. One question each, punters, dribblers. Today, Tom and Eddie, and to the punters and the dribblers. Jim Green here, just having a few. Um, It's my 19th birthday, and I just listened to the Apollo podcast. uh, Best birthday present I've ever had, if I'm honest. Um, All my parents' uh, birthday presents are pretty futile, if you ask me now. Um, I'm at uni. Well, not not really anymore. I just want to get your thoughts on jelly shots. Um, since coronavirus, I can't see anyone, so I thought I'd make a batch. And I think 19 years old is just a, is borderline appropriate for them, but I just want to know what your thoughts are, like if you've ever had them or if you like them. But um, also, I'm pretty keen for my midnight blue corduroy cap because I'll, I'll give you boys a hot tip. I'm going to win the Yulee's Brews review competition because if you don't think I'm going to use the strobe lights <laughs> and fog machine and disco lights I've bought for this review, I'm not going to have it. It's not on. I'm going to win the review. Um, anyways, boys, that's all I've got. Cheers for the dribble. Uh, pray to St. Peter Volandi, son of God. 28th of May, footy en route, up the Manly Sea Eagles. And, uh, yeah, no, beer soon. Yep. Strong, really Huge. strong. Look, if you're 19, young buck, and you're in isolation, I think a jelly shot's play on. Fucking oath it is. Look, put it this way. If I was at a party and someone came up to me and said, do you want a jelly shot? I'd have one. Yeah, absolutely. I would not say no to one. Well, it's kind of just like a no-nonsense. It's like having an alcohol pill. Um, look, it's no nonsense, no fucking around, no mess. No mess, alcohol in a food, and it's kind of a nice way to, you know, just quicken things up. I'll give you that tip as well. They're a party star. They are People party like them. They're a yeah. bit of a novelty. Yeah. Don't don't make them every week. No, I don't think you want to be the jelly shot guy, <laughs> but I think you can certainly... You can, you can guilt swing. Free, guilt, guilt-free partake in any jello shot. Yeah, yeah. But he has come back oh. with another one. <laughs> One each. Uh, so, yeah, it's Jem Green's calling back real quick. <laughs> I've got to say, my girlfriend's just rushed into the room after my um and explosion. So just such is the evolutionary rhetoric of the Hello Sport language. Um, she just doesn't really understand it. She's not a driblet at all. <laughs> I'd have thought it was worth noting that that was funny as fuck. That was so fucking funny. Her just coming in thinking I was having an aneurysm or some <laughs> shit. When really I was just speaking the language of the hunters. Dribblers. Anyhow, boys. See ya. Be soon. Love you. Oh, I like it. I didn't mind the comment. And in fairness, that's his first dribble, and usually in your first dribble, you're allowed two dribbles, you know? So <laughs> It's love a callback. That was good. That happy, was good. happy birthday, young buck. Happy birthday. Jello shot soon, brah. Hey boys, uh, Coops here. First time uh, caller in, uh, long time listener. Um, fucking fuck all to do. Uh, I recently moved down to the gong and I'd like to just give myself a bit of a self high five for fucking making that choice at Christmas time because fuck living in Marrickville at the current moment, it would be fucked. <laughs> but. Yes, I found myself with fucking nothing to do. And uh, had a friend fucking call me up, want to go for a walk on the beach. Fucking why not? Nothing else to fucking do, is there? So going down, and um, as I'm driving down, I see this hulk of a man on a scooter. I'm not like a fucking motorized scooter, like one of the ones little kids ride around. With like a, obviously his daughter or some sort of relation with him. She was also on a scooter and I went, who got close? I went, fuck, I think that's 
think that's Matt Cooper. And, um, and, 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 you know, you drive past and you fucking go, oh, might have been, might not have been, who fucking knows. Go to the walk, come back up and coming back up the hill towards me home. And I went, nah, fuck that. He's still sitting there in the middle of the street. And fuck, no, nah, that is Matt Cooper. End of the day, end of the story, whatever. Fucking later on in the evening, once again, find myself with fuck all to do because there is fucking nothing to do. And the you guys had put the fucking game companion up for game two of Origin. Fucking. Why not have a watch? Then, you, then who is it? Who's on the screen? But the throb. That is Matt Cooper, and you guys got into the conversation about whether you would want to meet him in an alleyway or not, whether if he's attractive or if he's scary. And I just thought I'd call up to give my two bob. You would most certainly not want to fucking meet Matt Cooper in an alleyway in his current state. He's got a goatee that hangs about five inches off his chin, plaited, covered in tat. Looks like he's been... Look, I'm not... Since his professional playing days were over, I'm a, I don't want to insinuate anything, but he certainly looks like he's been sitting in a good paddock. The boy is bulked. He is fucking jacked. And um, went on his Instagram, lots of photos with um, you know him and um, the fucking bloke from Wollongong, the UFC fighter, you know, world champion. Little bloke. Volkanovski. Him, lots of photos with him, lots of photos with Izzy. I'm not sure if they train together. Um, but just wanted to call up and just and just confirm that uh, Matt Cooper definitely, you would definitely not want to meet the cunt in the way <laughs> in the dark. Thank you. Good night. Love you all. Bye. Oh. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. That was tremendous. Punters and dribblers, that's a public service announcement. Yeah, Matt Cooper, definitely still scary. Still yoked. Still jacked as fuck with a beard dangling, uh, a goatee off Which the chin. Which he's plaited? Did he yeah. say he's plaited it? Plaited goatee off the chin. <laughs> oh my God. That's elegant. <laughs> I want to just quickly check his Instagram and see if that is true. <laughs> if Matt's got any pictures of... Oh, bruh, he does. That is fucking gross. <laughs> Show me. Oh, it's also not long enough to be impressive. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, nah. Like, you don't trim it to that length, right? He's trimmed that. That's what I mean. He's maintaining that length. Yeah, that's been trimmed. That's an extraordinary decision. That's an extraordinary decision. Good on ya. Good luck to Matt. Uh, good dribble. Like Great that. dribble. I enjoyed that. And we now follow Matt. 101,000 followers on Instagram ain't bad for old Matt Cooper. That's good. Most rugby league players have like 40. Yeah, around that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, g'day, punters. And the dribblers. And obviously, uh, yeah, just a little bulk here. And, uh... Big shout out to uh, Peter and uh, the other chick. The other chick left. Mate, what a what good what a good dribble, what good shout. Just want to big up to the um, Moana shout. I've actually got recommended it from um Games from Game News and then I de ordered it saying it's really good. I said some old mate about it, he's like, mate, it's got a lot of vibes about 
our heritage and it's just a feel-good movie, absolute cracker, and I'm standing with her, which brings on the point, yeah, there's a few good Pixar movies, not so much pardon, but Pixar movies that I think in the middle of the bounce out, where every breath's a bit fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few goodies. I watched Toy Story 4 the other night, everyone. Um, absolute cracker as well. You think, uh, a bit, you think Woody's a bit of a heavy cunt, and then you just realise, he isn't human. He's a toy. He has different morals to us. So don't fucking worry about what he's doing. He's a fucking beast, mate. Uh, another big shout-out to the Giblets on the Orbo chat. Three-time Premiership winner. And, mate, does he start? Yeah, bloody oath he starts. Does he come off the bench? Yeah, fuck. He might come off the bench, but he's a three-time Premiership winner. And, mate, he's one of the goats. So I love him getting a shout-out. Never really got a smith into the Blues. And I'm man enough to say probably... He's in the blue, but fuck me, mate. He's won three premierships. That's pretty good. Um, and something else. A big shout-out to Minicello. Uh, just making the snake on the countdown for that NRL era. Whether Fox League know what they're talking about or not is another thing. Um, and I just, fuck, mate. I tell you, we need to start getting around. Scotty James. Talking about Olympians and goals, mate. Sure. Yep, Obviously, Bradbury. The biggest fluke of all time. What a man. What an Australian. It's Scotty James. Like nine or so fucking half pipes in a row. He's won without the Olympics being on. Come into Olympics and got a crack at social media. Bloody good shit. Um, get on him. Get around him. He's a good laugh. And obviously he's an Aussie sick kind who of just loves snowboarding and doing sick tricks. Um, yeah, bit of a dribble here. Just played a bit of forces back. Energy's up. Feeling good. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Fucking firstly, shout out to Forcing's back. Haven't played that for a hot minute. You know, you kick a footy and you're like, you just got to keep kicking it further and further back. Mate, what a great... that yeah, like Ripper of a game. I think that was Clacker Bulk, friend of the show. Was it? I think it was. It sounded like him. Sounded like Clacker. Fits the the It uh, fits MO the mould. It, it very much fits the MO. Uh, Pixar movies are tremendous punters and dribblers. All of them are. Yeah. All well, mo- almost all of them. Yes. Almost all of them. Almost. Bugs Life, are you kidding me? Thanks for Thanks coming. Thanks for coming. Yeah, g'day. Uh, true dribbling uh, fashion. Going for the, the back-to-back dribble. Something about me and back-to-back. I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, earlier, just I got in the shower. I got me back thinking where I do lots of my thinking. So the, earlier in the podcast, and uh, about all the weed smoking and the willy smoking, the billy smoking. Uh, big shout-out to my uh, housemate. Not going to name any names. But um, look, I would I'd be lying to you if I said the weed consumption, the smoking of weed in our house hasn't gone up since isolation. So a uh, big shout out to my housemate who has been ripping really pretty hard for a solid, fuck, I don't know, 10 years since I've been there. Really going for it, mate, and just brings a lot of energy So to the house. And when I've had a bit of a tote, he's a full cracker. So um, I'm not going to bring this down. If you're out there hitting the willies doing your thing, then you fucking do it, bro. Just keep passing that good energy on. Uh, you know who you are. Lots of love, mate. 33, greater than 34. Was that a shout-out to Billy Smokers? I think it was a shout-out to Billy Smokers everywhere. So, I mean, on the back of that, just shout-out to all you cone heads out there. Anyone ripping bugs. Have a bug. Have a bug on us. Bug soon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
G'day punters and dribblers, karaoke here. I'd just like to add to the cyclist walker debate and say that people who are the real cyclists of the footpath are those who walk two to three across. They're the ones that make you take to the nature strip so that you can just get past them. This applies even pre-social distancing, pre-COVID times. Mm. I'd also like to add to the Bounce Out song debate. It's also a song that gets me uh, through the week, a bit of a Tuesday song, and that's Wilson Phillips' Hold On. Pizza shape soon. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Wilson Phillips' Hold On. Don't know it. Let's get that up. But absolutely pizza shape soon. We were recommended in the inbox today, uh, Drops of Jupiter. Oh, really? <laughs> Who the fuck had that one? Drops of Jupiter. Here's Wilson Phillips. Hold on. Listen to it bounce? No. Probably not. Look, everything else you said was spot on, but the Wilson Phillips hold on, big day there. When you bounce? Nah, that's no, tough. No, no, was no, that no. that take a chance? Take a chance. Dance, 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 dance. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I know the song. Big call. <laughs> for a bouncing. For a bouncing. Good song. Not a bad song, but a huge call for a bouncing. Uh, and fuck people that walk three across on a path. We're getting through them, brother. We're getting through them. Uh, hey, boys. Dickie here. Um, just call up super quick dribble today. A rapid dribble. One of the fastest shorter here. Uh, just listen to this week's podcast. And uh, the, the part of the elbow that you couldn't remember the name of is the weenus. That little bit of skin that sticks off That's the end. That's weenus. the weenus. Um, and fun fact about the weenus, if you sneak up on somebody and lick their weenus, um, they won't know that you've licked it because you've actually got no feeling uh, in your weenus. So I'm led to believe no doctor, just a dribbler. All right. Thanks, boys. Fuck, that's a good dribble. I I knew it was weenus. I couldn't remember it. I didn't know that you could lick a weenus anonymously. Right. I'm I'm not going to try lick your weenus. Don't I'm lick just, mine. No. Maybe lick Steph's. Well, maybe you maybe you lick Ella's and put it to test. Okay. For all of us. I'll do it. Film it. Film you licking a weenus, and then we'll know. Okay. Because I can't be fucked. I got a kid at home. There's too much going on. You've got time. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Tom and Eddie. It's uh, it's 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 Pug here. Um, how oh, fuck Pug? How long is this gonna go for? Um, uh, I hope no one reports me here, but um, I'm I'm having I'm getting on the piss with my mates. Pug, um, Pug, and and look, I'm 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 on the piss with uh, Pug. Pug. Any other podcast, bra, we'd let you dribble, but this just seems like mate. Pug's got big, big, tasty vibes. Yeah, this is this is all the hallmarks of a big, tasty pug, and I'm trying to stop it here. I'm trying to fucking. How long was that going to go for, Pug? You drunk fuck. Three, four minutes, Pug, of that. <laughs> Unfortunately, dude, we just don't. Pug, love it. Don't have the time. This way. Try again next week. Uh, g'day, Tom, Eddie, Punters, and the Dribblers. 
Marcus here of, uh, of Donald Beedman songwriting fame, third place, the South Sydney Rabbitohs of uh, the Donald Beedman songwriting contest. I just thought I'd share a little poem that I wrote for the boys last night when I got home from work. Okay. It's Friday afternoon. You've been watching the clock since 2 p.m. You've received the following text messages. Pub, schooners, and where are we going to go watch the footy? You agree to meet the boys at the Nelson. You arrive at 7.05 and they've got a jug and spare schooner glass for you. <laughs> Andrew wins $200 on the pokies and your team wins by 12 points, as predicted in your multi. <laughs> Life is good. Be soon. Simple stuff. Dude, that's good shit. That's a good Friday night, though. That's a great Friday night. Doesn't it make you sting for the old times? <laughs> oh, my God. The good old days, Tom. I can't wait. That made me absolutely foaming wet for the good old days. The good old days. A schooner. Slapping on the... Uh, having a punt. Something like wins pub. 200 bucks. You win your multi, 12 points. Oh, exact score, I'm guessing. I reckon I'm going to have a cigarette again just when I get... Like, I've quit smoking, but the... And I haven't smoked for over a year, punters, dribblers. Don't do it. Don't crave it. But there is something about first schooner back, wherever I am, just fucking ripping into a dart. Oh, yeah. And That's a nice frosty. No, it's the cherry on top, mate. We'll all be having a dart, won't we? I think so. Uh, one of my favorite dribbles in recent memory, that one. That poem is beautiful. That was lovely. Was that was a beautiful, beautiful poem. Someone should fucking frame that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can frame words, Eddie, but maybe. We'll get it made up. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Send Someone send that in. Oh, I like how he controlled himself there. Really controlled, the measured. The whole poem was performative. It was, because I was, I was gearing up for a huge end there. Yeah, we thought we were going to have to nabra him. Yeah. Because it was slow, but it was all perfectly together, the whole thing. It was a performance. Yeah, it was a performance. And really nice. He's a thespian. Yeah, he is. Hey. Uh, g'day, Thomas and Edison. Uh, an anonymous dribbler here. Just kidding, it's the uh, Moss Man from Western Sydney's 28th greatest suburb in Penrith. Uh, first time caller, so before I begin, I'd like to give a shout out to the punters and the dribblers <laughs> and also the dribblets. Fuck uh, me, dude. Just sitting here reflecting on my record 12.3 on the beep test and how I haven't eaten the uh, single box of cheddar cheese shaped in my life. Respect, respect and that. The very intense Kahoot quiz I played with my mates to stay to stay sane during these, uh, to stay sane during quarantine. <laughs> um, as you know, pandemics, oh, fuck. You an avid, avid? <laughs> well, try again. <laughs> what? Hold on. He sent two. What was that? That was like... <laughs> that was a brain fart. You had a stroke. Yeah, I'm an Ed man. Uh, I fucked up my previous dribble, but I remember you. <laughs> yeah, you did. You guys talking last week about the first time dribblers, um, successful dribblers, if they uh, back it up with a, a, a second consecutive dribble. So uh, here we go again. Yeah. Time, time pending. Um, yeah, sure. Just the Moss man here from, I'll say it again, Western Sydney's 20, 28th grade suburb in Penrith. First time caller, so I thought I'd give a shout out to the, uh, to the punters and the dribblers and also the dribblets. He's just 
absolutely disgusting. Uh, <laughs> me and my mate just had a Kahoot quiz. Um, yeah, we're trying to stay sane during these these trying times. Um, one of the questions was, got is 2020 the year, of the, the year of the dribbler? And you better believe I, I selected true. Uh, hold on one second, I'm just... Just put my notes. Yeah, I'm just on my phone. It's on your phone. Ma- Stop it. Cool. Unfortunately, I finished second again behind Bloody Glenn. <laughs> and that's Glenn spelt with three N's, mind you. But it's okay, because I know he's cheating. I can't legitimately prove it, but I know he definitely is. So um, I used the username, Jenna underscore Talia. It wasn't enough to get me over the line, unfortunately, but that's okay, because it got me pondering. What are you... Which classic G-Up names have you blokes used in these similar instances? Obviously, you've got the classic like Bend Over and uh, Bob Down. <laughs> but I don't want to sit here and, and bloody waste everyone's time. This isn't my podcast, so I, I don't want to list all of them, but I thought you guys might act, might get a kick out of reminiscing. Uh, yeah, so classic immature plan words names that really make you giggle. Whatever the favourite is, I'm more than happy to use for my next Kahoot quiz. The Schooner Matatas soon, boys. If I can Schooner Matatas. <laughs> now, I actually have a list of these sort of fucking names, funnily enough. Loved the speed at which you read the second <laughs> iteration. iteration of hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's shortened at the end as well. And dribblers. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. <laughs> and dribblers. <laughs> All right. Let me just read through a couple of these ones that me and my mates uh, just fucking... None of them are going to be that good. Christian Couple, Bjorn to be wild, has been charged. Taj Mahal, Adam Zappel, MTV, <laughs> Finn Review, <laughs> Lincoln Bio, Lincoln Bio, <laughs> Scott Free, uh, An Anomaly, <laughs> D Tour, Cam Girls, Jack Cheese, Stand Corrected, Murray River, Sterling Silver, <laughs> Stand Corrected, um, Bo Hunter, <laughs> Clay Pigeon, <laughs> Clay Pigeon, <laughs> Shari Alor, Mini Series. Um, what else you got? Uh, Mariana Trench. <laughs> these are ridiculous. Yeah, these are completely ridiculous. <laughs> these are ridiculous. Look, if this is what you if this is the sort of shit you were looking for, mate, you've come to the right place. Yeah, is this what you're after? <laughs> Fucking hell. Is this for your Kahoot quiz? Is this yeah, gonna is this gonna work? Know. You say get take whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, it's all free, mate. It's all free. Uh let's move on. <laughs> is that one? No. <laughs> let's move on. Could be. Oh, look, they were pretty ordinary, Tom. Well, fuck. I'm not going to disagree. Ch- Mariana Trench, probably my favourite. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you there, bro. They are as questionable as questionable gets. Sorry. Sorry, bro. That's fucked, mate. We've said it before. If, 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 you, if you're worried about sound quality, check with a mate first. Yep. Check your phone works. Get a spotter. 
listen here, you absolute ring stingers. It's the <laughs> sleep dribbler here. It's AKA the sleep dribbler. <laughs> champ, aka the people's dribbler. Look, I don't know how you boys shuck eggs, but listen to this. Since my debut performance, my social media has absolutely blown up. I don't want to tell you what to do, but listen to this. Is Ellen DeGeneres talking to me about a fucking, a fucking book deal? A book deal. Oh. Sleeping Dragon, hidden, hidden sleep dribbler. <laughs> mm, how good. Channel 9. Channel 9 is up and about me. A young, a young Elf Stewart playing the sleep dribbler, <laughs> a.k.a. the slippery gypsy. Anyway, all I'll say is this. All I'll say is this, you absolute fucking cum sponges. <laughs> anybody dials in, I repeat, anybody dials in from the wider Hunter region. I do not give a fuck. I cannot hear another bloke called Scooter. Hey, it's me, Scooter. Uh, I've uh, I've had my four cranberry juices. I've had my four cranberry juices. Do you think the knights will be fucking manly? No one gives a fuck, you fucking nerd. I repeat, no one gives a fuck. Go to fucking McHorton's fucking Christmas dress-up, buddy. You absolute cum sponge. No one gives a fuck. Anyway, come on, Eddie. Um... You're all good, lads. You're all good, lads. All I want to know, what does Don Bridman's semen taste like? <laughs> to Suge Knight, God bless. To the Royal Raccoons. To the Royal Raccoons, you're about to open up a new brand, a Splinter Cell. Mm, I've lost it. I've lost it. And fuck. Look, big finish. Big, big question mark. Oh my, this Luke is... Bracey, whatever you do, just fucking send us in a dick pic, you absolute cum sponge. <laughs> you, you are the Sun Yang. Just show us your fucking growler, you absolute coward. Oh God. Oh. We need this. Times are tough. We're on lockdown. Go on. Please, please. Into the water. All right, fellas. Sorry. The sleep jubbler's lost it. The sleep jubbler. He's got no chocolates. He's got no biscuits. He's got no biscuits. But anyway. Oh, my Godspeed. God. Good on you. Nose beer soon. The Royal Raccoons. Bring in the heat. Is he? Is he? Oh, my God. Oh, actually. What's it like to be finger blasted by the ghost of Don Breedman? Yours, please. Holy shit. The sleep dribbler strikes the again. The sleep dribbler strikes again just when oh King Dribble God. thought his crown was safe. Oh, my God. Dude, that was fucking weird. <laughs> that was... And it took some dark turns. Yeah, t- yeah, really. D- nightmare stuff. Nightmare fuel. Is that a nightmare? That was a nightmare. It was that a nightmare? That sleep dribbler had a nightmare then and just That's like, the sleep dribbler having a nightmare. Yeah. And and seemingly like he was questioning himself mid. It's a nightmare. Yeah, he doesn't know where he is. Oh, sleep dribbler! Holy shit! I mean, thanks for reaching out, bruh, But I'm, yeah. Sleep dribble. Sleep dribble, of the highest order. Not too far to go, Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How we doing? That's a long entry. My first thought immediately after hearing that entry is how did the dribbler 
the other day get through 50 messages when he's dealing with a 10 second entry each time as in like hours he's straight up lost two hours of his life (laughs) just listening to you guys let him know that he's called the dribbler hotline that's That's fantastic my main my main point of call is that what I've been doing tonight is I was I was on I was on the beers I had a had a beer had some wine I was on the rosé actually not the rosina no they are unfortunately us. should get around that but just uh, yeah two liter good box rosé yeah thanks for turning up mate um, everyone else that doesn't work more than oh, a day a week mate this um, is what is going on here so we're calling to let you know. Oh, but I was uh, I was watching the YouTube. You're familiar with YouTube. I was uh, I got in the Mighty to Pal highlight. I'm from WA. I'm a WA thrower. Okay. Mm, WA dribbler. Yeah, WA dribbler sounds better. Alliteration. Is that alliteration? <laughs> WA dribbler. No. <laughs> it's two D's. <laughs> yeah. Well, WA I suppose. I'm a dribbler. You're definitely a dribbler. Definitely a dribbler. <laughs> Um, was watching the Mighty Pat because I'm from WA. I'm like West. I only started watching rugby a couple of years ago. Very novice, very fresh. Love West Tigers. They're up and comers. They're still up and comers. Probably not. They seem fucked. 2014, they beat the Bulldogs. They were looking all right. They're, 2014. Yeah, the boy dribbler. <laughs> Anyway, Marty Tapau. Thought he only started watching a couple of years ago. Have you seen this boy's highlights? Have you seen him just spring load punts onto their ass? Is, is he talking about I Marty Tapau's highlights? He posted the Eagles highlights and Marty Tapau was in. I was like, I need to see this boy. I need to see this boy exclusively. Um. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear that. That's just a crane going past. Um, ignore that. Um, anyway, all I just really wanted to do was call in, make myself known. It's the WA dribbler here. Very little NRL information in my brain. But yeah, if there's any, um, if there's any punters out there. Particularly if there's any dribblers out there that want some content. We're going to wrap you up there. Yeah. Thanks, WA Dribbler. That was three minutes I'll never get back in my life. I can't believe we allowed you to go on that long. Look, we probably were too lenient, Tom. We are too lenient, we're aren't too we? too lenient. That was, that was no good. That was utter shit. <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. Uh, that just... No, no. That's him again. No. Get away from me. That WA dribbler did make a good point about Big Tasty having to sit through the intro every time. Yeah, that is that is absurd. <laughs> That's and again, what? I don't know what the intro sounds like. I can't even remember. Oh, you've called the dribbler hotline? Yeah, it's someone like the dribbler hotline. Some, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Leave a dribble, right? Fucking, that's a lot. Two to go here, Eddie, from the same dribbler. Not too long to deal with, hopefully. <laughs> Boys, I'm inside here. Um, just a lot of catching up on the podcast. 
today um, on a job site. You've got to say some of your best stuff. Um, I hope the tap lurches are good and your taps aren't leaking anymore. Um, Hello Sports, a frequent uh, caller of the Ironside Plumbing Hotline, or as we call it, the Plumbers Hotline. Um, just want to share a little story of one of the greatest wallabies of all time, Adam Ashley Cooper. Uh, this time last year, me and the boys were on a little bit of a bender. We went to the local North Shore establishment of Minsky's, and there was Adam Ashley Cooper, who actually played for North, the greatest Shield team uh, in history. It's and busy. this was the day before he went on World Cup camp, and he was absolutely punishing darts. And this is pre-World Cup. And I've got to say, if that's not throbbing, then I don't know what is. He also rumours, untrue or true, who cares, was that he actually topped the fitness after a big night at Mitski's on the darts. Something to think about for yourself, just... Sure. All right. So Adam Ashley Cooper may or may not have his, his second one. Let's just get to it. Ironside, you fucking dribbler. <laughs> and that's a pocket guy. What an appropriate way to end what was fucking 27 or whatever it was. There was some gold in there. There was some gold. It Good was up hear. and down. It was up and it was a roller coaster of yeah. emotion. Uh, look, some of you were cut because the audio was crap. Some of you were cut because it was no good. Some of you were cut because they were too long. Yeah. Um, shout out to the sleep dribbler. Shout out to the, specifically that guy is fucking <laughs> twisted. The sleep dribbler has big big problems, and we all just need to reach out to the sleep dribbler. I don't yeah. know who he is. All the best, mate. but he's a he's as big as a day as a big day gets. He's the longest day of the year. I don't know what day that is, Eddie. But L- late December, Tom. He's a late December. He's a late guy. December day. December man. Now, Eddie, I've just got to get to our messages on our inbox. There's only one that I'm fucking reading, all right? Because otherwise, it's too. There's just too much going on. Driblet dribble here. Hey boys, long time listener, first time dribblet. Just want to take this time out to share some of my frustrations. But first, can you please shout out to my better half, Henry James, friend of the show. Shout out, Henry, who introduced me to your sweet podcast. We're currently isolated on opposite sides of the world because I recently moved to the UK and he was due to join me. But, you know, global pandemic. So as you can imagine, it gets a bit short on things to talk about. This means that we look forward to HSP dropping a new episode each week, even more than usual. It's inspired us to come up with our own ISO Olympic events. Squat hold, fastest on the spot sprinter, best time for 50 burpees. For more info, I'm winning the comp. Far too physical for me, that ISO Olympics, but that's all right. Anyway, each to their own. On to the actual dribble. While out on a 10K run, humble brag, I was reminded of one of your recent episodes and I felt like I needed to share my frustrations with your with you regarding footpath hogs. Wanted to point out that you're not alone and it is not a Sydney thing or even an Australian thing. It transcends the globe. It's frustrating. I've been frustrated by the hogs on the famous Coogee to Bondi run and now I'm dealing with it over in England. Anyway point is that you're not alone and they're everywhere oh by the way best beep to- score is 11.1 which doesn't seem like much but i'm only 5-2 so i'm blaming it on my short legs lol cheers beers soon Gemma. now firstly this goes on just one more shout out to your man henry james 100 percent. henry hope you're well 
I like that we're bringing together lovers across the globe, Eddie. Look, was it beyond us? It's certainly not beyond us. No. But I just think it's a nice positive like, way to I, finish. I like to know that we're a bridge between... Lovers. Lovers, even if they're on different sides of the planet, even if they're on different continents, different hemispheres. Tom, yes. We can be that bridge. That's it. That's what warms my heart, mm-hmm. and it's going to help me sleep well tonight. Yeah. We're almost like the the bed that keeps them, you know, the marital bed that they we can't are, be Look, in. I'm more than happy to be the marital bed. More than happy. They're sleeping in the bed of Hello Sport. That's right. And, you know, touching and feeling and being... Exploring. Exploring, exploring one another exploring. through us. Yeah, which I think is great. Happy to be here. Happy to play a role as big or as little as you want. Yes. Um, now, just let me carry on here with Jem because she does actually do some uh, Dior, which we will find very interesting. I know you will. So I just, I said back to this dribblet, yeah, we'll shout him out. She said, Hen will love your shout out. Listen to you guys religiously, as in we are a religion to him. That's <laughs> wonderful to hear. Look. We aren't calling ourselves gods. If you think we're your gods, that's fine. That's that's up to you. But listens to us religiously. And we're holding their long-distance relationship together. So that's good to know. That's what we just said. Okay. Finally, I listened to the latest potty, and due to the slowness of life in these COVID times, I deord for you. Read the dribble about some ancient Aboriginal running as fast as Usain Bolt. I can verify. Please note, I use my uni library login, so it's good gaff. He was a bit slower, about 30 kilometres, but take the throbber out of the mud and lake. (laughs) (laughs) But take the throbber out of the mud lake to a synthetic track and lose the hunting kit and he's there. And more impressively, the same study also discovered another guy cracking out a 20-kilometre sprint on the same hunt with one leg. What? You're welcome, beer soon. I don't know how one leg works, but... So I was on the money. Yeah. Appreciate the Dior there from the Drew. So with that in mind, there's gold medals on route. There's gold medals on route for Indigenous Australians. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That that boys me. That gets me yeah, up and about after a up. long episode. Very long. Look, Panthers and Dribblers, it's been a lot of fun. Um, look, appreciate the dribbles. We have had to cut some because we didn't want to talk into a turn into a talk show. No podcast yeah what we might do if we get a shitload again next week we might actually just do two podcasts you know what i mean one podcast and then another one's just responding to these dribbles we'll see how we go we'll see how we go but let's try and let's try and not be too indulgent with like five minutes worth of you sort of ruminating over the meaning of life <laughs> uh i just don't know that that's necessary like the poem great sleep dribbler whilst it was on your long side it was so twisted that i think that that adds it was, value it, was captivating. it, it was adds captivating. value it was captivating if you're just talking about yourself for five minutes with long pauses and then like oh sorry that was a bird that just flew past like unfortunately that's you, you won't make the show. You won't make it. But love the energy. Love it. Love it, Punish Dribblers. Absolutely love it. Now, uh, not much else to say. At Holy Sport Podcast on Instagram. Like, subscribe, five stars. If you can be fucked, if you're still here. Keep up the hard yards. Love all of you. Beer soon. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.